Welcome to Rope Access Tips, Tricks and Chats. As always, I'll be your host, Lee Greenwood, and I'd like to say welcome to this episode. This week, we're going to start a new series. We're looking at loads of different products, and we're going to look at five features that you may know about or you may not know about with these uh, different devices that we use in Rope Access. So this week, we're going to be looking at the Industrial Descender from Petzl, DID. I'm sure that most of you out there know about this device. You may have used it. You may have used similar devices. But we're going to have a look at the one that came out in 2019 and a few of the features that may have changed, some things you may not be aware of. So let's crack straight on into it with the first feature. Um, One of the new things that came with this device was that it auto-locked. So when you let go of the handle, when you're descending, it will flick back to the locked off position. So it'll go from about the seven o'clock position and flick around to about the four or five o'clock position. Everybody was getting pretty excited about this because they wouldn't have to remember to lock off their descender during assessments or when they're on site. So uh, pretty exciting new feature. I've got a uh, couple of issues with it personally. Um, My first one is that I'm finding that when individuals are using it, they let go of the handle and their breaking hand is actually in the way and it flicks around and smacks them on the back of the hand. Maybe this is, um, for all those times they haven't locked it off, maybe it's the ID slapping them on the back of the wrist, who knows. Um, So that's one issue I have with it. The other issue I have with it is with the auto lock-in, a lot of individuals, I see this on assessments, I see this during training and out on site, because it's auto-locking, they think it's automatically going to go back to that position, and so people aren't actually checking their device to make sure that it has gone into the locked-off position. It may get stopped, the rope coming out of the device may stop the handle, so I'll just encourage people that if they are using this device to remember that you still need to make sure do that function check and make sure that it's locked off. Next thing we're going to chat about is um, extra friction. So there's uh, there's a few different ways with this device you can put extra friction. Uh, what Pets will recommend if you're descending with a heavier load over one person or you want to control the descent, you can attach a carabiner to your ventral D, so next to where the ID is. One thing you guys may not be aware of You want to make sure that this carabiner is smaller than the other carabiner that it's attached to. So going for a smaller size, because what can happen is the ID, if it gets de-weighted, it can fold down and then get caught inside that bigger carabiner. So if you do decide to put the carabiner there for extra friction, uh, just make sure you're using a smaller one. Another place that some people decide to put the carabiner is on the side D, so on the side of their harness and uh, this means that they've uh, got a little bit more space between the ID and the uh, and the extra friction carabiner. Another little pro tip here is if you are doing a long descent with a casualty if you can put a carabiner on your side D but then take it up to another carabiner attached to the ventral D this will give you a sort of Z uh, drag sort of um, setup similar to a sort of three to one type thing. But this also means that your hand is now in a downward position, which can make it easier on your arm, not having to hold it in the upward position. So you've now got it down by your hip instead of having to hold it up in the air. 
so that can work out quite well. Also, another thing with um, these extra carabiners that you're attaching, if you are finding that the weight is out of control or if you're looking at using a heavier load, so plus 200 kilos, you can add a munter hitch onto the final carabiner or onto the first carabiner if you're using two. This gives you more friction uh, using that, so it's giving you a friction knot that's in there. So that's another recommendation to do with the uh, extra friction. Next one coming in here, um, if you are using it for uh, lowering off on a regular basis and it's in the inverted position or you're doing a lot of descents, you can actually get the auxiliary brake. This is a uh, an extra piece of metal that some of you may have seen on the ID EVAC. It attaches onto the faceplate of the ID so you can screw it into position comes in two different types there's a closed one so you actually have to thread the rope through or the open where it's sort of like a bar that you can put it behind uh, similar sort of setup to the extra friction feature on their um, ct sparrow that one's built in place and pulls out but this one is actually fixed onto the front face i'm not sure if it's something that i would go for on a regular basis and leave it on there but that is a something that is available. Um, the nice thing about this, if you are looking to do a lower off rescue, so the ID is inverted, gives you a nice position for it, and it also um, means that you can lower up to 200 kilos using the auxiliary brake, whereas with a carabiner conforming with a standard, you're only looking at 150 kilos. Another thing I want to point out here is something that people who own one of these IDs may not have noticed if you have a look in the handle on the side. If you're listening to this podcast whilst hanging on the ropes, you might be able to have a look if you're hanging on an ID, one of the new ones. There's a uh, there's a little screw in the handle that can be removed with an Allen key and then that actually screws into the face plate of the ID. Reason for this is if you are using it in a fixed rescue position, you can put the rope in and then you can put that screw in place and there's no way that the faceplate can be opened so it's in a completely closed system so a nice little uh, episode here a few features just running back over them we've got the auto locking which most people are familiar with trying to avoid getting your hands smacked and then uh, if you add any extra friction attaching to that ventral d using a smaller carabiner than you normally would a uh, little pro tip from that one, the next point being you can have the sort of Z-Rig set up with the uh, carabiner on your side D and then going up to the ventral D, which uh, gives you your hand in that downward position. And then you could obviously add a Munter hitch in there if you need to. The next point being the auxiliary brakes that are available as an additional product, either the closed or the open. If you're using uh, Rig for Rescue, set up with a lowering option or lifting option using the ID you can have that in there helps with the uh, lowering giving you that extra kilo weighting of uh, 200 kilos and then uh, the last point that we just talked about with the uh, the little screw that's in the handle unscrew it with an allen key and then that can lock the safety gate so you can have a closed system if you're setting up a hauling system and you don't want the rope to be taken out so yeah five sort of features of the ID that may be new to some of the listeners out there 
For anybody who hasn't subscribed, please subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform you listen to us on. Uh, find us on Facebook, Rope Access Tips, Tricks and Chats. It'd be great to hear from you. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want us to chat about. If uh, there's anybody you think we should have a chat with, we're getting quite a few people suggesting different topics and different people we should talk to. Keep that coming. We are reaching out to these people, trying to get a bit of a backlog, but also doing these episodes to give you some tips and some tricks while you're out there working on the ropes. But anyway, for now, stay safe. I'll see you soon. Cheers. Cheers.